Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Age of Jeremy. I am the leader when it comes to advice with business content, creation, software, taxes, investment, education, and all the hobbies that I enjoy. Also, follow our podcast network, The Age of Radioverse, on Instagram at Age of Radioverse. We have over 100 podcasts strong, and we continue to grow. You can also check me out on TikTok at Age of Jeremy and Twitter at Age of Jeremy Q. If you want to be on this podcast and chat, email me at jeremy.quintania at ageofradio.org or hit me up on the DMs on Twitter or on Instagram or on TikTok or wherever. There's also going to be a uh, link to my email in the episode description. We are looking for small business owners and influencers to share their stories, no matter how big, no matter how small. We love a good story. So make sure that you uh, reach out to me. (laughs) We have our 2022 Freedom Conference brought to you by 3T Warrior Events, which is part of my business, 3T Warrior Academy that I own with Coach JV. It's going to be a wealth building conference on April 22nd and April 23rd here in Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Airport location. You can also buy a virtual ticket. Coach JV will be talking about mindset. Porter Shumway will be talking about insurance and how to grow your wealth and with insurance vehicles. Crypto influencer Bearable Bull will be live streamed in and talking about crypto. Jordan Harry will be speaking about speed learning. We will also have our technical analysis team and crypto research team there hosting panels. So make sure that you get your virtual seat if you're not able to come here to Phoenix, Arizona in person. If you are able to come here to Phoenix, Arizona in person, we would love to meet you. I will be there. Coach JV will be there. And uh, Kevin Anytime will be there. Uh, We would love to have you um, if you're able to come. We would truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, let's get on with uh, the show. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness, and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. All right, so as you may have noticed, if you follow me, did not have a podcast come out last week, and I haven't had a podcast episode clip come out on my social medias in quite a while um, for a couple of weeks. I'm kind of a little bit behind on that. And the reason being is because I've been dealing a lot with a special pro- couple special projects that we are working on. We are working on uh, an app called Merlin that I'm not going to talk to you a lot about right now. I just want to let you know that that is in the works. It is owned by 3T Warrior Academy, a partner with a company that we own called Blockhead. So it's, it's by Blockheads LLC. Um, and 3T Warrior Academy owns our share of Blockheads. 
which I own through T Warrior Academy. Uh, so I wanted to kind of talk about that. Um, uh, or just kind of hinted that to what I want to talk about is we also have this other project called Phoenix Crypto Assets that we are working on, where we are creating uh, investment crypto funds that allow people to invest with us, uh, currently accredited investors to invest with us. Um, and we uh, have built a portfolio of digital assets um, that provide passive income to our investors or to our limited partners. And so that has actually been taking up most of my life and time. Uh, mainly because it is a new, it's it's very new and interesting what's happening in this space when it comes to accounting and what laws that we currently have in place. Um, and it's really interesting because right now with everything that's going on, if you follow cryptocurrency, there is a case between a company called Ripple, um, which is the, um, uh, the company that... Uh, it has international um, transfer capabilities utilizing uh, the, the Ripple ledger. And on that Ripple ledger, they have coins that they have called XRP. So if you hear a lot about XRP, um, if you're in the crypto space, that has to do with Ripple. And Ripple has a suit uh, with them uh, against them from the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, um, because of the way that they were um, putting their coins out into the marketplace. It was very similar to how... Uh, how investments work. And so uh, and so we're in this new space when it comes to these digital assets. We don't really have any laws because a lot of our laws with the digital assets are really, really old. And so we're in, especially with an accounting. So not only do we have to come up to date with how digital assets are governed and managed by the Securities and Exchange Commission, if they are going to be managed by the Securities and Exchange Commission, and uh, how those uh, cryptocurrencies are going to be utilized with accounting. And so because of that, and because of the fact that most cryptocurrencies are on uh, different wallets, right, like MetaMask or on your crypto.com exchange or on your Coinbase exchange, or um, I'm trying to think of some of the other wallets. MetaMask is the only one that comes to mind because that's our main wallet or trust wallet, I believe, uh, might be another one. But uh, how you account for that money when gains are realized on that money is similar to how gains would be realized if you were exchanging in different uh, fiat currencies. And a fiat currency is essentially a paper currency. So if you are working with uh, paper currencies, it's going to be very similar to how you realize and recognize gains when it comes to digital currency. Um, so that's not too much of the difficult part. The difficult part is getting all of the stuff logged properly, realizing what is an a what is a you know, what is a, you know, an intangible asset um, when it comes to some of these uh, non-fungible tokens that can be purchased, or if you can buy different infrastructure, um, such as node validators on the different um, blockchains. And so there's a lot of things that are going along with that. And we kind of put the the cart before the horse as we tend to do, um, but uh, which has some benefits and uh, which it can be benef beneficial and negative because it gets you moving, but the planning's not always there. So you're you're kind of going really, really fast and you're not, you know, keeping up to speed on the things that you should be keeping up on. And and one of those things that we have not been keeping up on is how we're managing the books, because when we started this, um, the individuals, myself and one of my uh, business partners, Johnny Crypto, he goes by, we were the ones that were focusing on the paperwork part of it. We didn't have someone who could then focus on the block, the, the, um, 
the actual physical ledger part of it or the accounting ledger or the book ledger part of it. And so we got really behind and I'm trying to catch up. And and because it's all new, right, the space and how we're accounting for things, it's taking a little bit of time on top of the fact that I previously, up until January, I was working for Wells Fargo Bank. Uh, now I work full time for myself and work, you know, as a CFO for um, the businesses that I own essentially, um, but for 3T Warrior Academy mainly. Um, and then, and then I have all of these other projects and businesses. So it kind of got really, really behind. And I've been frustrated by that because if I had to put my passions in order, right, um, my passion would be, would be Age of Radio is where I have a really, really strong passion and 3T Warrior Academy and then Phoenix Crypto Assets and then this, this Merlin app. I'm not saying that you can't, that I can't manage all of them because I'm working to get better at managing all of them and all the operations that go with it. But but Age of Radio is really where my passion is because it has to do with content creation. It has to do with creating, you know, products and services so that people don't have to pay, you know, a ridiculous amount of money to get their content content going out there. And then as I get better at certain things, then I want to roll out other specific products that, you know, cost money on top of just the ad revenue that we sell on Age of Radio. And so that that's where the frustrating part is, is because I would rather my time go to age radio and two, three, two warrior Academy. Um, and, and I think that my time allotment will be much more organized when all of these, uh, this accounting piece is taken care of. And so, so because of that, I've been doing nonstop accounting all of last week. Obviously, if you are into, uh, if you have your own business, March fifteenth is when business taxes are essentially supposed to be filed, or the third month, the fifteenth day of the third month, which is March fifteenth. But I think they do that just in case you're using a fiscal year, um, and instead of an account, instead of a calendar year. And so when I'm thinking about that. Uh, or when I was thinking about that and trying to get it all caught up, we had to get some extensions in, we had to get stuff organized. And then I just really went balls to the wall on the accounting. And most of the nights last week, I worked until, I don't know, one o'clock in the morning, slept until about eight, got up, worked for 3T Fitness and, 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 you know, Phoenix Crypto Assets simultaneously at the same time, right? Trying to get all this accounting done. And it's been putting a lot of pressure on me. And because of that, I didn't release the episode last week because, you know, I didn't have when, when Sunday came around, I was, I rested Monday came around. I went hard on the books and then didn't sit down and prep an episode. And so one of the things that I want to get better at, and the reason why I'm doing this episode is doing prompt two episodes in the event where I don't have a draft of the content, but I have an idea of what I want to talk about. And so this falls in the realm of the idea of what I want to talk about. And, you know, I'm continuing to schedule one-on-one or um, interviews, I guess, rather than one-on-ones. I'm continuing to schedule interviews with people. I have an interview this Friday, so this that, that episode will probably go out next Tuesday or a week from today. Uh, with a cosplay artist, because I really want to uh, talk to content creators and find out about their strategies and how they're going their content, how they do their social media. Um, I really want to dive deep more into social media um, and and content creation with the people that I talk to. So I'm not just talking about cri- with cryptocurrency people. I'm not just talking about you know business owners. You know, uh, a lot of people want to be content creators, and a lot of people make really good money. A lot of people make way more money than I make. Obviously, doing content creation, I don't even make money from my specific content creation. Other than how my, my, I guess, effect on, you know, 3T Warrior Academy makes money through that content creation that I manage, but it's not my actual content creation that makes any money. And again, that's one of my biggest goals this year, right? My number one goal this year is to have all of my family's bills managed by my content creation 
money that can be generated from my content creation. So like from this podcast, you know, when we get the Twitch channel going, any products and services that I put out as age of Jeremy or that in, in relation to age of Jeremy or products that I specifically put out content that I create, that gets put out the money that's generated from that. I just wanted to pay our bills and we don't have a lot of bills. So I think that it can be definitely, you know, done. We live very meager for, um, I don't want to say meager. We, uh, you know, I don't have the, I guess that this, point in my life. I'd rather take my money and build more businesses or set my family up well um, and travel rather than have a lot of ridiculous, nice stuff, right? I have a Toyota Camry. I have a 1700 square foot house. I'm fine with this. We'll probably upgrade and put this in a rental, but that upgrade is not going to be anything ridiculous when we can afford something that's probably, you know, very, very nice or like to help, you know, my mom get a new house and, you know, prep for Ariana to go to college, which is my niece and prep for my other nieces to go to college, help them get into business, help them learn about entrepreneurial, try to, you know, advocate for their entrepreneurial spirit. And so because of that, we don't have a lot of bills because we don't have, you know, a lot of expenses and we're, you know, I'm pretty good with money. Uh, hence why I'm a chief financial officer, I guess, because I'm stingy. I don't know. And so uh, that being said, because we didn't get the books, I started thinking about all the things that I've done wrong since I started businesses. And so I wanted to kind of go through that with everybody so that other people could learn from my mistakes and hopefully the wisdom from, you know, the four or five years working full time and working full time, <laughs> working 80 hours plus a week to make sure that we could get these businesses off the ground and how they're, you know, how you grow that revenue. And I wanted to talk a, a lot about the types of mistakes. And so the number one mistake that I seen in every single business that we started, whether it's 3T, uh, whether it was JV Impacts, 3T Warrior Academy, um, Age of Radio, Uncommon 1%, uh, Phoenix Crypto Assets, um, Blockheads, um, I don't know, a Q Digital LLC, uh, Q Financial, uh, no matter what business it was, the one thing that you should always do is have a plan in place and an allotment of time to make sure that you're managing your books. A lot of small business owners, they don't even manage their books. They run their receipts. They give the receipts to their accountant for you know their sales receipts and their expense receipts. And their accounts put all that together and, or they put it all in an Excel spreadsheet and they give it to them and they, you know, I guess, put together their taxes and that's how you go. The problem with that is that you can't, the reason why I've never done that that way is because you can't manage your key performance indicators and you can't set target goals about how you want your balance sheet to look, how you want your profit and loss, you know, sheet to look when you're just focused on that. And so that's one of the reasons why that's always been a big part of all of my businesses. The problem is, is that we've never started them you know, and been very consistent with it because it's always been me and I have to, you know, hold the, another, a lot of different hats. And, and that's, 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 the, so I'm going to, let me explain why it was, why it, we should have done it and what I could have done differently and then give some advice on something that you can do when it comes to that specific piece about the books, right? So first of all, just use QuickBooks. Don't try to find something different. Don't try to make it more complicated than it is. QuickBooks works fine for small business to middle to middle-sized businesses. And by middle-sized business, we talk anywhere between, I want to say 10 to 20 million. Once you get into that 10 million, 20 million mark, depending on what's going on and how you're managing your business um, and what different diversification revenue pieces you have, you might need something more powerful than QuickBooks. 
Um, I'm a big fan of Intuit, so just use QuickBooks. Um, uh, there, there are some other things out there that you might be able to utilize, but I, if you are going to utilize something, I would utilize a service where you pay. So like QuickBooks Live, I think is what it's called. You can pay someone in QuickBooks to manage your books. Um, uh, but but I'll, I'll speak to that part, part in a second. So so if you're going to manage your own books, just use QuickBooks and start from day one. You don't have to go in every single day and add in your revenue and your expenses. You can do it once a week, but I would not let it go more than once a week because when we are managing our books consistently on a weekly basis and by the end of that that week, if I get all of the other, you know, the previous weeks done and I can get a report out to Coach JV and to Kevin and all of the other members of the LLC, we can see where the business is going. We can make assessments and much better real time than waiting for us to get caught up with that. I have found that we've been much more profitable in meeting our revenue, um, our revenue goals, our profit goals when we have those books done every single week. And we can then look at them, see what's coming up, where we're currently at, and see if we need to pivot or make any adjustments. Whenever that gets too far off, you can see the business not be as tight. And when the business isn't as tight, it doesn't produce as much as it can. So, and by producing, that can be minimizing expenses, increasing revenue, um, you know, meeting certain, you know, balance sheet requirements, getting your liabilities paid off, keeping your credit down, whatever the case is that you're looking at, which I'm not going to go too much into that because that could be a completely different topic, but you just want to have your books in place. So just use QuickBooks. Now, the problem is some of you may not have an accounting background. If you are just putting stuff into QuickBooks and it's connected to your bank account, you don't have to understand how you know the accounting, um, how accounting works, how accounting works in in the regards to debits and credits. Okay, and so accounting is a very intricate and amazing process that was created by um, an Italian uh, an Italian banker, I believe. If I remember the story correctly, I don't have it up in front of me, but essentially, it, it all works out so that you utilize all your financial statements to create balances in those financial statements. Okay. So debit means left credit means right. It doesn't mean deposit and withdrawal the way that the bank makes it, it look. And it's, it's a little bit different when you're doing it for yourself. So if you don't have the ability, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, it is, can be very complicated. If you don't have the fortitude to want to learn that you have too much going on where you don't have to learn it, you can do what John did and you can hire me. The problem is hiring me. I also do other stuff. And that that's what kind of caused the problem. If if you have too much stuff going on and you can't manage it, even if you wanted to, um, I wouldn't recommend doing it. I would recommend using a quick uh, a bookkeeping service like we offer at Q Financial. Um, Q Financial is w- what I'm trying to get up and running, where we offer bookkeeping services and tax services, and I can get some people hired to help with that, and I can manage it right. And so, so you can hire a, an accounting firm to manage those books. They usually base it based off the amount of expenses that you have up to, I think, $50,000 in expenses. I think it is, is we charge, I haven't looked at the, our pricing in a while, um, but we charge at Q Financial $250, or that's what I would charge someone for up to $50,000 in expenses. If you look at something like QuickBooks Live, I think that they do the same thing because I think that's where I took my pricing model from. QuickBooks Live does the same thing where you can have a digital bookkeeper that you pay $250 a month or whatever, and they manage your, you know, books. I could be off on the pricing. You can go look it up at uh, Intuit QuickBooks Live, I think is what it's called. 
And so you should do that day one when you start your business so that you can be managing your books. The other reason why, besides the ability to manage your business very well, having good type books, is that it allows you to get your taxes done quicker and you don't have to put any extensions on them and you don't get into a shitty situation like I am in now where everything has got extensions on it. I have some go that are going to a tax professional to do. I'm going to be doing some of the taxes on some of the other things. And you aren't in this weird, stupid predicament in April and the year's almost half over and you're just getting your books and your taxes done for everything. And that's not where you want to be. When the taxes open up on January 31st, your goal should have everything done by March so you can get all of your K-1s out to any of the members or or your, your business taxes are all done by the deadline and you don't have to file an extension. It's just about managing your time and managing your books. And if you do a better job managing your books, then you don't run into that those situations. So that's the number one thing that I would recommend if you are to, you know, if, if I were to restart my businesses. The second thing that I, I can restart that I would do is I wouldn't say yes to everything. It's really exciting when you have a business that's going well and you have all these other ideas for businesses and you want to start those things, <coughs> excuse me, and you want to do those things. Really exciting. It's fun. Making money is fun. You know, we've made over seven figures with 3T Warrior Academy. I'm almost up to six figures with Age of Radio. I'm just starting to make money with Q Financial. We are over six figures with, you know, Phoenix Crypto Assets with one of our funds. We are over, we have an NFT project that's launching that's probably going to do seven figures once the NFTs launch. Um, I mean, there is just so much exciting stuff going on in the business that that gets exciting and you want to do more. Not so you can make it, to me, it's not making the money money's like the byproduct of it to see that money happen and say, okay, I did this. That's what's great for me, right? It's not saying that we're going to go and give all that money away because it's a little bit more complicated than that. Um, Especially when you're running a business, you have to employ people. You want it to grow. You want to keep savings going. You give the money back to the shareholders. um, You give some money back to your employees as profit sharing. If you offer profit sharing, which we do because we want to make sure our employees are getting, uh, you know, you know, don't want to work anywhere else the rest of their lives. Right. And so, um, um, I would have said no to doing a lot of businesses. Um, I wouldn't have, um, I, I, or, or maybe not no to doing a lot of the businesses, but no to helping out in the capacity that I say that I can help out, right? If I'm giving money to a business, right? If I buy into a business, um, and I'm saying, I'm just giving that it's going to be passive for me. You guys manage it. You guys do that. Here's just the money for it. I, I shouldn't have said I'll help with the taxes or I'll help with the bookkeeping and all of that. That's a pain in the ass, especially when you get to the point where you have six or seven of them that you're managing and you're doing it that, so that would be the one thing. The other thing is I would, I would focus on just one or two of them until they're they're both to the level of revenue generation that you want where you can hire people to run them before you go and start the other businesses. Um, it, it just puts too much stress on it when you have when you're trying to get all of these businesses to create revenue at the same time and none of them are creating revenue where if you put more of your energy into one of them, you would have had you know a bunch of revenue going with it. That's not to say that you can't start one you know as that one's going, but I wouldn't have started the third one until the second one was going where I wanted it to be. Um, because you always tend to think that the things that you're going to do are going to move faster than they really do. And that's one of the biggest problems that I've ran into is that is that I've been doing this more for the last four or five years is that as things get going, you're more realistic about what it's going to be, right? Because you realize that, okay, just because you're excited about it, not everybody else is going to be excited about it. So let's be realistic about what the numbers are going to be. And then let's continue to push and get to the goals that we want. So that, that that's one of the things like, 
I would still just be focusing on, um, you know, age of radio. Like I wouldn't be on the meetings for Merlin. Like I am I'm just being honest. I probably wouldn't be doing the taxes for Phoenix crypto assets. Cause that's driving me insane. Um, not, not insane. I can do it. It's just the time is just, you only have so much time in the day. You want to make sure that you're putting that time to the most beneficial things or to the things that you're super passionate about. And that one thing that I'm super, super passionate about is age of radio. And that's gone by the wayside or I could have given the money to Phoenix crypto assets and said, look, I just want to be passive in it. You guys manage that. If you need advice, just let me know. And that's what I started doing with the new project Collecti. I was very adamant on it that I'm not doing any of that. I will help you in this advisory capacity. This is the amount of time that I'm going to allot to it. And it's not going to go more from there. You have to figure out how to build it. That That's one of the things that I would have done much differently um, with some of the other businesses and just made Age of Radio, which is one of my biggest passions, and um, and uh, 3T Warrior Academy. And then what I would have done was I would have built out Q Financial a little bit better. And then um, Q Digital happened because of my PCA stuff and because of some other stuff that I wanted to do in the e-learning world. And so, right, so I'm, I, I just have that set up, not really focus on it making money other than how the money flows through me from Phoenix crypto assets. Um, and so that's more like a holding company, but eventually that will be a revenue driver. But I have made the decision not to focus on that as a revenue driver until I get age of radio to where I want to be. And as soon as PCA gets going, I'm going to pull back um, on, or not, I don't want to say pull back on doing, cause I'm still going to do it and we're still going to do our roadmap. But my thing is as soon as I can hire someone to help me, I'm going to in any capacity because it, it, when you have to make the managerial decisions and you have to manage everything and make sure that it's flowing, you don't have time to do the mundane thing, like run all the accounting books. I'll still do it for, you know, three, two warrior Academy, but eventually I'll have my own team that can do a lot of that. And that's the place where I'm getting to is my next level that I want to get to, which is one of the reasons why I want my money to come from my content creation. So then that way I, I can take some of that other money from the profits of other things and put that into hiring people so that then that way I can grow those things. You cannot grow stuff without labor. And that's why it's so important as I reiterate that making sure that those people have profit and possibly ownership in your companies is very vital to making something long lasting for much longer generations. than you're going to be around where your business can be here around 500 years and your great, 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 great grandchildren are running it. So to reiterate, the number one thing I would do is make sure you get your books in order right away. Don't let more than a week or two go past after you start a business or once you start spending money or getting money, you have books going and you have someone to manage those books and you're, they're managing them on a tight basis. The second thing is I would know your limits and not say yes to everything and be adamant on the amount of time that you're going to put anything while you're running your business. Um, and, and two to that point, making sure that you're managing your time all around, whether it's with businesses or with other businesses or with how you are, you know, personal things in your life, just managing that time. You have to get really, really good at time management and you have to get really, really good in knowing when to say no and when to say yes and when it's beneficial, beneficial for it. So, uh, and then the third thing is I would not focus on, I would focus on, I would, how can I say this? Cause I don't want to make it sound like you don't want to manage your expenses because expenses can get out of control really, really quick, but I would focus on the revenue driving activities a lot more 
as long as you have your operations under control, right? I spent too much time. I'm going to use age of radio as an example. I spent too much time on age of radio focusing on expenses and managing it rather than spending more time focusing on revenue driving activities and finding ways to diversify and make more money outside of advertising, right? You have to know when you're like, okay, I need to make money at this specific thing and I can make it at this thing so that we can get the business to grow and help the people that we want to help our customers with the way that we want to help our customers and not be afraid to do that specific thing such as e-learning, right? And so like I, everything cannot be free when you are certain things can be free if it's content marketing and some things can't be free and you need to know when to make sure that things that aren't free are producing the revenue and getting you to where you want. Um, and, and cause I can, I can, when I spend the time, right. When I spend eight or 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week on age of radio, right. And I'm focusing on getting, reaching out to companies, talking to them about advertising on age of radio, reaching out to podcasters, find, telling them why they want to be on age of radio, making sure that we're managing our Facebook ads properly, our Instagram ads, getting our Twitter ads going, finally getting on Spotify ads, right? Once I'm focused on those things, then that revenue starts to grow up, go up, right? As soon as you pull back on those revenue driving activities, it makes sense the revenue goes down. And too many times that I, that you see in corporations, mainly because I worked for a very large corporation for a very long time. And we also did it in three, two, Warrior Academy for a while uh, until we got our shit together and decided to just focus on revenue driving activities and then manage the expenses. Once the revenue driving activities started flowing and were getting consistent, then we spent more time cutting expenses, right? We did everything that we could to get the revenue going and generating, and then we pulled back on those expenses. And because of that, we have been able to get to our profit margins that we want, getting the our people uh, to the pay that we want them to be and continuing to grow that, and then also being able to provide them profit sharing because of that, because we said, we're not going to, we're not going to focus on cutting these expenses. We're just going to figure out how to make more money. And when you figure out how to make more money or more revenue, you do a lot better. So that is the third biggest thing that I would say that I have needed to change in these last four years that I'm still trying to get better at and making sure that I'm doing it. Cause we get caught up in checking the email. We get caught up in, you know, meetings, we get caught up in chit chatting and talking and dreaming and ta- or, or planning and strategizing. When at the end of the day, you need to have actionable things that you're doing that are going to move the company forward the way that you needed to make to, to, to move the company forward. And if you're not doing those things, then you aren't going to get the goals that you want, right? And then the last thing is that the last thing that I want to touch on that I would do different. So first of all, make sure that your books are tight. Have someone that you can manage your books, just reiterate. Secondly, know when you can say no, know when to stop building business, stop starting new businesses and focus on the businesses that you have, right? As an entrepreneur, that can be very difficult because as entrepreneurs, we have lots of ideas and we want to do stuff um, and we dream big and we just want to do them all the time. If you don't have the money for that, you can't do it, right? So just focus on the two businesses, get them up and going and or the few businesses and get them up and going to where you want them to be. And then three, just focus on revenue driving activities. Revenue driving activities will out surpass if you diversify it right, out surpass those expenses and then pull back and manage those expenses. I think that that works a lot better. Um, four is that, um, 
uh, is that you want to make sure that you have revenue action uh, goals that have actionable items that go along with them, right? So you can't just focus on revenue if you don't know what you want your, need your revenue to be at and you don't know how you're going to get there. Um, so you want to make sure that you have sales goals in place and you're focusing on meeting those sales goals and your whole company is around meeting those specific sales goals. If they're not around meeting those specific sales goals, they're going to waste their time on other things. So you have to have everybody align with the goals of the company. And so that number one thing has to be sales. And the second thing has to be action items that will have a direct impact on your ability to make those sales. For example, when we are focusing on our Facebook group, when we were focusing on our age of radio hosts, I'm just using age of radio as an example, um, age of radio hosts, age of radio focus books. I'm spending, you know, three or four hours a day reaching out to advertisers when we are doing those things, you know, the, the age of radio hosts building a good community with them. They're continuing to be with us. They're giving us new podcasts. They're recommending podcasts for us to have, bring onto the network. So we're growing our age of radio, um, Facebook group. That's not the host, just anybody. When that's strong, you're building a really strong community. So people are constantly learning about your business, constantly listening to your podcasts and your products, products, right? It's kind of like content marketing. And then when you are focusing on the direct actions where you're calling, reaching out to businesses, trying to set up time to them to talk, to get them to buy ad revenue on your podcast or across your podcast, right? Those are things that have a direct impact on the success of your business, making sure that you're spending time and updating your ads, right? Because we're a very big ad-driven company, not only the ads that go into our across our network, but the ads that we send out on Facebook, on Twitter, if those aren't up to date with new shows, then those shows aren't going to get the benefit of being on the network, and then therefore they're not going to see the success. Um, and if we're not advertising, we're not going to get new subscribers to any of our shows, and then we are not going to be where we need to be, and that's that's how we don't grow the revenue and that's how we shrink. And that's one of the things that I'm seeing right now is I didn't, because over the last six months, I've been so hyper-focused on all these other things. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I just want to focus on age of radio. I just want to focus on age of radio. I have a great opportunity. This is going to be the largest media company in the world because it's not just going to be a podcast. There's a whole plan in place to make this one of the largest media companies in the world and things that we're going to do right over the next 20 or 30 years, it's going to push it and make it something that's going to be, you know, generational, you know, uh, legacy, I guess, go for multiple generations, right? Um, is that if I can't do those things and I can't get to that place and then I didn't realize what it was that I wanted to do because all of these things come in and I'm just always saying yes. Um, so again, to reiterate, right? You want to have your book books in order. You want to learn, know when to say yes and no. You want to focus on revenue, right? Revenue, uh, driving activities. And then you also want to make sure that you have good revenue goals. And so that everybody can be focused on those goals that you're trying to, to set. So those are the biggest things that I've learned over the four years. I mean, there's lots of other things that I've learned, but for the time of, of the podcast and not to just to have me continuously ramble on, that is what is the most important things that I continuously try to perfect that helps make us successful. And that is what I want to tell you to do. Just focus on those things and you will be successful. So thank you again for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to support um, to support uh, Coach JV um, at Coach JV underscore. He is my business partner. Uh, support my uh, that's Coach JV underscore on TikTok. Make sure that you support Kevin anytime on TikTok. TikTok um, support all of the Instagram Age of Radioverse, all of the Instagram Three T Warrior Academy, all of the Instagram Three T Warrior Labs. If we still have it up, I think we converted it all to Three T Warrior Academy. Um, so just make sure that. Um, 
you take the advice that I gave you and run with it if you have a business. Also, again, the 2022 Freedom Conference tickets are on sale. Again, it's a wealth building conference. Coach JV will be talking about mindset. Porter Shumway will be talking about insurance and how to grow your wealth with insurance vehicles. Crypto Influencer Bearable Bull will be live streamed in and talking about crypto. Jordan Harry will be speaking about speed learning. Uh, We will also have our technical analysis team and crypto research team there hosting panels. Again, that is on April 22nd and April 23rd. A link to that website for the Freedom Conference will be in the episode description. And always remember, be grateful, thankful, and kind. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.